Mike check, Mike check, Mike check. Yeah, see. It's, yeah, a little secret. We um, I already do the mic checks. Yeah. But like nine times out of ten, like I'm I'm good, and then there's that one time where I'm like Mike check. Oh no, it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, not great. So, hey, um, welcome to Kickback. Um, this is Braven, the grown up kid, and I've got Sam. Uh, D- DiGiacomo. DiGiacomo. I was yes, going to say DJ. I was like, DJ No. DiGiacomo. Yeah, Sam DiGiacomo with me. This is actually a really, really special one to me because, like, um, my brand Instagram follows your brand Instagram. And so, like, I see a lot of the stuff that you guys are doing. And I'm like, yo. And it was cool to me because, like, number one, meeting someone else who does that in a corporate space mm-hmm. is not normal. No, it's, it's weird, man. The event space like, is so weird. There's nobody that does it. And which is surprising and what's especially really cool is that you're not doing it in New York or LA or Chicago or anything like that. Like you're doing it in your city. Yeah. Which is again super uncommon. You don't see it where I mean it, it's hard to put places I, I don't even want to say on the map because I mean that's not it didn't seem. It doesn't look like that's like your goal necessarily. No, is yeah. to like, oh man, we're gonna make Youngstown the next whatever. It seems like you're just like, no, we're just gonna do cool shit. Yeah, and that's honestly all it stemmed from, right? So, um, and it's funny because like I like there's three there's three guys that were kind of like the official like founding members of the thing, right? So it's my friend, my like lifelong friend, grew up with him, Danny. Cool. And then his friend, who I'd never met until the first event, Mike Caraball. I, I'm, he I met him. We went to the same high school. I don't know around the same time, but um, just like see you in the halls. Kind yeah, of thing, yeah. Like yeah. we were not tight. And then so I'm. It's funny because at the time Danny was running, uh, and he still runs it. He's got a recording studio called Bear Cave Productions. Okay. So, um, and he records a lot of local artists. And so he was kind of doing this thing where he wanted to do an event downtown just to highlight. Youngstown music. Yeah. Um, and so I saw the thing on Instagram, and I saw that it was Danny's Instagram that put it up, his Bear Cave Instagram. I was like, oh, like, I'm going to text Danny. This seems sweet. Like, I texted him. I was like, dude, this looks sweet. Like, when is it? What's the, what's the detail? He's like, yeah. actually, can you help? Because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's how I got involved. And honestly, like, um, Youngstown and the whole community of Youngstown is very, like, people like to say, like, there's a there's a slogan and I kind of hate it, but it's I guess it's accurate is that Youngstown invented grit. It's a steel town, that's you know the okay, steel industry yeah. left um, in Ohio, um, so it was just kind of like this this kind of shitty little town of nothing. Well, Youngstown is interesting because it's one of those cities that like very specific groups of people know. Like I've mm-hmm. heard of Youngstown just because like as a sports fan. Yeah. You hear about certain guys, like, they're, like, I think Kelly Pavlik is from Youngstown. Pavlik, yeah, Pavlik. And I, oh, what's his name? He was a stud for Ohio State. And the only Ohio State player I didn't mind losing to, is it uh, Terrell Pryor. Okay, yeah. Terrell Pryor say. was, like, torching hill. Uh, what's his name? Bernie Kozar went to, okay. went to the same high school as me. Really? Yeah. And so, like, and so it, it's interesting just because Youngstown is one of those kind of cities mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I've heard of so-and-so, I've heard of so-and-so. Yeah. And so when you say Youngstown music, yeah. what what is that? So um, primarily, like, I mean, my group focuses with rap. Like, our big thing is okay. hip-hop artists, local, um, and kind of, like, regional. I would say Youngstown, like, kind of genu- generically, I would say um, they got Dana School of Music, which is a big jazz school. Oh, um, okay, cool. So, like, there's a lot of cool, like, there's a couple bars downtown that do jam night, and, like, it's mostly jazz kind of, you know. 
I'm not really into this shit. I respect I respect the music. You yeah. know, always like I'll go and I'll hang out. It's not really my scene. Um, but like in general, it's tough to label the area. So you have um, Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters. Yeah. Grew up in Warren, which is about 20 minutes outside of Youngstown. Okay. Uh, the Black Keys. So I, I do like the Black Keys. Akron, Ohio. Really so it's like about 45 minutes out. Um, you know, and it's like, I don't know, man. I think... Which is interesting because what happens a lot of times, you look at Dave Grohl, and I've actually seen him live. I saw him live the week, the day after he broke his leg. Like oh, five, yeah, six yeah, years yeah. He ago. fell off the stage. He, come out like on a, he came out like on a throne. I yep. was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was never a big Foo Fighters fan, but it was a really cool festival I got a chance to mm-hmm. go to. And I saw him, and I'm like, okay, no, nah, this is kind of Yeah, dope. that's cool. And then the Black Keys, you know, they come from Akron, but they kind of fall into the... A very similar trap is what happens in, in most big cities is like we just think Cleveland. Yep. You know what I mean? So it that's that's why I was kinda interested in like, you know, what in that specific genre. Yeah, and it's kinda like I don't know, it's it's kinda genreless. Like I work there's a really, really cool so Danny's main act, um, so Danny's a, a keys player aside mm-hmm. from being a, a recording studio um, kind of just engineer. Um, his main act is a crew called Spirit of the Bear, and they're like elect- okay, cool. electronic pop kind of stuff. It's cool. Churches. Um... Exactly. Yeah, like, uh, do you know uh, Hippocampus? Yeah. That kind of vibe. Okay, cool, um, cool, cool. They've actually, I think they performed with Hippocampus, like they opened for them once. Okay, wow. Um, um, and then Danny's other crew is a, is a band called the Lava Brothers, and they're a Latin funk band out of Youngstown as well. Um, okay. And they're tight. I, you know, and then actually Christian David Labra of the Lava Brothers helped coordinate the event. So, like, we're kind of a tight knit crew, but. Um, we got uh, Demos Papadimos, who's like a sick Greek music act, but it's like modern Greek music. It's cool. Okay. Okay. And, and so, like, that's kind of what I like about it is that there's not really a genre. It's just people people come into their own. You know, like the La- the Lava Brothers. You know, they're three actual brothers and they're half Mexican. So that's where the Latin funk comes from. Like, that's just the music they grew up with. That's right. the music they love. So they play it and they're good at it. You know, Spirit of the Bear. You know, is mostly just dudes from you know, like they met in high school. They're their drummer was my roommate for a while. He's like a big metal drummer, um, you know. Like that, but that's just the music they were passionate about, and yeah. that's what they started making. You know, um, Deimos is Greek. He's got his first name is fucking Deimos. Like he's, right, he's, exactly, he's, yeah. he's Greek. You know. <laughs> so, um, and that's that's just kind of what's cool about it. So we kind of landed on uh, hip hop and rap because that's what you know. And we actually 2019 we did uh, some funk acts as well and some more indie indie acts. Um, and it's just like honestly, like when we go into an event, we're like, we're not, we're not like, what's cool? Like, what are people listening to? It's like, if we want, if we go to a show, what can people vibe to? Like, what's, right. what's, what are people gonna enjoy? And more importantly, like, who could we help? You know, like we're not trying to book these, you know, we're not trying to book the regional act that everybody books to open, you know, to open a show. Like, we're not trying to. Yeah, go to Pittsburgh. and we've seen a lot of stuff out of Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Yeah. That kind of rust, but I don't want to say Chicago because like Chicago is a little bit different. A little bit out, yeah. Same with Detroit, yeah. but we've seen like Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Like you've seen Trippy Red, you've seen mm-hmm. Wiz Khalifa, Mac Miller, yeah. Which is interesting to me that they are starting to come out of that area. We right. would, you look back even in the mid two thousands, and it was New York, L A, Atlanta, yeah. And that's about it until Kanye right. showed up, like Kanye and Eminem showed up. Yeah, so it's actually it's funny that. Um, so what's happening, and I think really all it comes down to, and I think that's why Youngstown fits so nicely, is it's just like that regional area, right? Yeah. So if you're playing a show in Chicago and your next show is in New York, you have to go through Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Youngstown. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. So that's all it is, man. It's like, so we're in Youngstown, an hour out, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. 
you know, three hours out, we're going to hit Detroit. You're going to hit Columbus. You're going to okay. hit, you know, um, five hours out, you got Chicago. You got, well, New York's six to eight. I would say it's a little bit farther out. But you, like, you could just kind of draw like a spiral. You kind of hit that circuit. Yeah. And that's all it is. You and know? That, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's one of my things with Phoenix. That is so, I don't want to say frustrating, but it is, it is frustrating to me because you look at, Las Vegas is five five hours north. Right. L.A. is about four and a half. Uh, San Diego is about five, and then you have Houston. Mm-hmm. So if you look at, let's say that you let's say that you're a rapper and you're like, all right, man, where am I booking my shows? And you look and you see, all right, cool, Houston, San Antonio, Austin area. That's about an hour apart. Yeah. Dallas, and then a lot of places, and this is what I noticed. A lot of places, New Mexico and Arizona might as well not even exist. <laughs> and then it's California. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and, or, and they might hit Vegas depending on, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Vegas and then L.A. and, you know, they'll go up, up the Pacific Coast. And I'm like, for being the fourth largest metropolitan area in the United States, it doesn't act like it. Right. And there's so much that I think you can do here mm-hmm. that... You don't. I, I got a friend of mine. One one of the things that really got me into into promoting more. A friend of mine that I knew in high school. Um, we reconnected. We happened to like meet up in L.A. one time, and she is a screenwriter. She moved to L.A. to go to USC. Cool. Yeah, like yeah, cool. of course. That's if Makes you're gonna sense. make mu- movies, USC is kind of yeah. the spot. Yeah. And then I was like, well, you know, you can screenwrite anywhere, right? She's like, no. Like without a doubt, I was like an immediate no. Mm. I have to be in L.A. I was like, well, what about, you know, name some big screenwriters. What about so-and-so? They live in D.C., they live in Seattle, they live in... She's like, sure, that's because they made Law & Order. Yeah. Like, oh, (laughs) you know? And so my thing was like, listen, I I want people to feel like they can stay at home to create. For sure. You know? Oh, 100%. No, and it's like, I think it kind of ties back, um, you know... um, 100%, 100%, like, you, you need to be able to create it at home. But your city also needs to be able to support that creativity, right? right. So the problem the problem that we solve for in Youngstown, or the problem that we're trying to solve for, is that there's no venue. There's no spot to do it, right? Okay. Like, our event, so the summer event, the Block Party, is a seven-hour music festival. We bring in acts from Pittsburgh, Cleveland, wherever. We had an act from Nashville, Columbus, you know. Um, there's nowhere where we could put L7 acts, you know, like comfortably. There's a bowling alley that's got a nice stage, like Westside Bowl. They're fantastic. A little bit outside of downtown, um, and they're indoor in our events in the summer. So we don't want to put everybody in a bowling alley for seven hours on a Saturday in June. Right. Nobody wants to do that, right? So I call the city, and thank God for middle of nowhere Ohio Rust Belt it's $60 to close a street in Ohio <laughs> so the the fence to block the end of the street costs us more every year than actually closing the street so that's what we do we rent out an art gallery who's got a sweet um, loading dock and we put the stage on the loading dock we bring all of our own sound all of our own stage we have a lighting guy who kills it every year and then we close the street and we just say we got seven acts come in it's five dollars you know we're not making we're not out here to make money it's right. five bucks to get in and it's byob and we can't make money off alcohol sale in ohio so like oh, okay yeah the only profit we ca- we take is from the door and sponsorships and that's right. and that's it like that's the end of the day you know like we just we're creating a space and the first year we did it and we're going to try and get back into it the reason we do an art gallery is we prop the door open and we put local artists inside so like if you're a painter yeah. you're a photographer and that's free that's, that's cool. a free spot like we're not 
you're not paying us to do that, you know. And I'm not trying to, you know, like, I'm not trying to flex. Like, I'm not trying to brag. Like, it's free. Like, we, we reach out. We pick the artists we want inside, you know. But it's, you know, we're just inviting you. We're like, come set up a table. Sell your stuff, you know. Just a place to do that. Yeah. And then we got good music outside. Gets a little crazy, you know. You need, you need a minute to relax. Go inside. Walk through the art gallery, you know. And that sounds like the, that's what's so exciting. Because I wanted to do that a little bit different with the art gallery. Just... I wanted to do that with a a little bit of a sports context because I grew up playing sports and I was mm-hmm. very and I'm very passionate about that because to me I'm like well what brings people in to buy a shirt because here here especially with like things like fashion I got a lot of people who are into fashion and one of the things that I notice people struggle with is like why should I wear your shirt right what is this mm-hmm. I know Nike yeah you know into a little bit you know hybrid extent I know Louis Vuitton yeah. Why should I listen to your music? I don't know who you are. I know who Travis Scott is. Right. Yeah. But why should I? And so I see people kind of falling into that trap of like, they want to be bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, well, hang on. Like, let's build you first. Mm-hmm. Like, let's set a foundation first. Right. And then we can get you. And that's kind of what I want to do with like holding events. And uh, my last podcast that I did on this on this show, I talked about a event that I had. And just long story short. It was an event that I kind of knew was going to, if I'm being completely honest, I knew it was going to fail. Yeah. I spoke to a local community center up near where I live. Where I live is very community, like family oriented. Yeah, like sure. it is families and kids. Like that's what it's designed for. And I'm like, hey, let's run a basketball tournament. Three on three. Let me see what we can get. And I basically ran off of IOUs and sure, man, I'll be there's. Mm-hmm. And a community center that wanted 70% of the gate for turning on the lights for rent. Mm-hmm. And me, I was like, yo, I'm not, I knew it was bad business. I was like, I don't yeah. want to do this. And then I was like, you know what? 70% off gate, that's fine because I'm not paying anything in. If they would have said, hey, we, we want 250 to rent and then 70 off the gate, absolutely not. No. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know what? First event, let me just get my feet wet. Let me do this. Yeah. And they ended up canceling it. Found out like a day later, and again, I should have done my due diligence on this. They buried the sign up in a part of the website that you can't access from like a public domain. You have to like sign nice. up and do all these things. Yeah. And I was like, well, I never had a chance. Yeah. I like, I had like, at one point, I had like 20 people messaging me, which would have been five teams, and we were looking for eight or 16. That's cool. Close. I can get three yeah. more, yeah. you know? And they're like, hey, I can't sign up. I don't know what I'm doing. And I was like, well, damn. Like, okay. And that's kind of, and, and I knew it was going to fail. And But to me, that was like, hey, I was mad for a few days. I was upset. I let myself be mad. Then I was like, okay, what can I learn from this? Yeah. How can I build back better from this? Right. And I think that's the hardest part with something like this, that you kind of pour so much energy into. Yeah, no, 100%. And it's like, I mean, that's the space, you know. That's, that's events. Like, we, you know. I like I I say we learn expensive lessons, <laughs> um, you know, because it's it's we run into the same thing because it's, you know, we we had we did a bad deal with a venue. So we own our stage. We own a we own a piece of stage, and yeah. it's heavy as hell. We bought it off of a middle school on a discount because a PA law changed. So a PA law in Pennsylvania law changed. So now schools. In the stage stages in middle schools had to have railings. So the st- the stage we bought wasn't a code. 
<laughs> That's why I love like local yeah. stuff. So man. we just bought it. Those stories are awesome. Yeah, my my dad owned a landscaping company. We loaded into a van, drove three hours, loaded this entire <laughs> stage in, and then drove all the way back to Ohio. And we got it for two hundred bucks. Yeah, it's a nice two foot high stage. Great. So uh, we realized when we got back to Ohio, we didn't have anywhere to put it, and it's heavy and it takes up a lot of space. Um, so we made a deal with a venue downtown at Youngstown. We we're like, hey, like if we can leave this here. And, you know, you guys use it and just let us know. We'll come set it up, tear it down, throw us 50 bucks per time you use it, and just let us keep it in the back. They had a whole open floor as a bar, and they had an open floor above them that they weren't doing anything with. It was all storage. So I was like, all right, like, let us do it. And then, you know, what do we say two days later on Instagram? We see them using our stage without letting us know. So we show up the next, ne- next day to get it. And it's just like, that was stupid. Like, we learned a lesson. Like, we, I thought we could trust this guy. We can't. And, the, like, that's part of it all the time, you know. We ran into the issue of like, well, nobody's coming to this show. Why not? Because our promo sucked. We didn't put anything out. So what do we do? We got our own internal videographer. Ethan he kills it. He makes all the videos. You see my dumbass acting in them yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. But they kill. People love them. We talked about that the other day about yeah. how videos do better. And like, yeah, it's, that's one of those things. I'm like, oh man, if I knew that, dude. It's, <laughs> you know? it's Instagram cares only about faces and videos. Like, if you post a picture, and honestly, like, you could test it on your personal account, like, because yeah. uh, I do it all the time. Like, I, I was just in Boston. I'm here in Phoenix for a little bit. Post a bunch of landscape photos of me hanging out. And it's like, nobody nobody sees it. Now, maybe my friends just don't care about me, and that's fine. But then you post a picture of your face, <laughs> and you're doubling likes. And right. it's the same for our, for our business account, you know? We'll put up the flyer, and we do 200 likes. So not nothing, like, not horrible. And then we put some money on it later, and we do better. Um, you know, 200 likes on the on the poster, whatever. We put up one of those videos. It's like 600 views. Not a crazy amount of likes either, but a lot more impressions and a lot more Which, honestly, that's what you need more. Yeah, that's what matters. Like, cool, you double-tapped this, but, like, right. I need you to see it more. And the shares. The shares are yes. what it's all about. Yeah. So every, you know, we literally, so our poster and our, our videos, every, so we got seven event coordinators that work with us. Um, we share it once, everything we share once a week to our stories. And then you see how quickly that blows up. Yeah, it's it's a silly thing, but you just got to play the algorithm. And I think there's certain things that I mean. I feel like I, I knew that, especially with my brand, I'm the only one on the brand, and I purposely did not name it after myself mm-hmm. because I feel like that's that's one of those things. I read an article a while ago about a Virgil Abloh who started Off White, mm. and they said that the smartest thing he ever did was not use his name. Yeah, because if he ever sells or if he's ever you know does anything like that, he still owns his name. Right. Which we saw that happened in Prince in the nineties. Yeah. It's like no, you're you're like your name. That's like, part of it. That's part of it. Which yeah. is the wildest thing ever to me that you cannot own your name. Yeah. And um, like just having to make those decisions solo, it's one of those things where, you know, it, that that was something that was bogging me down. I was like, okay, I want to get. Two articles out this week, this week for you know mm-hmm. for the for the website. I also want to get a video out this month, and I want to run an event this quarter. Actually, if that's your full time job, that's pretty easy to do. Yeah, it's manageable for sure. When it's not your full time job, right? When you've got eight hours of work, and then yep. you know, for me, I coach, so mm-hmm. and then you got to go coach, and then oh well, I got to go home and I got to do this. And, you know, my brother, he's wondering when we can catch up on this show. And yep. my mom's upset that she hasn't, you know, seen me in a while. And, hey, my dad wants to know if I'm going to rugby practice tonight. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, Dude, yo. <laughs> it's, it's serious. It's serious. And it's something that, like, 
it's funny. So you look at my iCloud calendar because like uh, so I get I get home from work and then it's like so I get home from work at five five to six or it's like I literally every single minute every single hour of my day is calendarized like if somebody steals my phone they could they know where I'm at every minute of every day like I it literally like 5 to 520 I'm walking the dog you know 530 I start making dinner 630 I'm done eating dinner I'm working on the event stuff 630 you know 730 I'm uh, walking the dog again 8, 8 o'clock I'm hitting the gym like every minute of my life after after my 8 hours at work is played out like and it sucks because then I have no time to do anything but it's also like the only way I've found that I can make it all work. And honestly, I prefer it to just like, I, I'm not a dude who can just sit down and watch TV. Like I, yeah. I enjoy a good movie and I do like, I, like I'm like i pretty sure my Thursday nights are like. You've got to like recreate or something. Right, like I, my, my Thursday nights, like I got like three hours of just like do nothing. Yeah. Just stop, you know. Um, but everything, every other hour that I'm awake is accounted for. And... Um, you know, I'm also of the benefit where like it's not just me. I I got, you know, I have three people that I talk to twice a week, and then the rest of the crew I talk to once a week. Um, I would say kind of where where it boils down is like, I don't know, it, it's crazy because we I also I almost feel like we gotta like dial you back once I get to Detroit because I'm not even the most interesting one. You know, like I'm the fucking permit guy. Like I'll, I call the I call the city, I close the street, I pull the alcohol permit, I book the venue. You know, but like. You know, Danny's a real big inspiration of mine because he's just like, you know, so 20, 2019, we had an alpaca at the event because Danny was just like, yo, I got a friend who knows where to get an alpaca. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, let's get an alpaca. Let's get an alpaca, man. Like- right? You know, um, Danny picks a lot of the music and, you know, he'll, he, it's, it's, a, it's a lot inspired by him and, you know, the other friend, Mikey. Mikey kills it. He picks, he's, Pittsburgh local okay so all the music acts you know Mikey's like the I know a guy who knows a guy who you know so all of our local you know Pittsburgh acts like we pulled um her name is Sierra Sellers she's a gorgeous girl beautiful singer R&B act so she shows up a weird you know not a not a bad vibe at all we, and then like we always try and time it right right so we put her on right at like 8 30 to 9 30 so that the sun's kind of, setting yeah. everybody needs a break like we were going hard rap all day we're getting in a more hard rap in a little bit like let's relax with sierra for a yeah. minute perfect timing perfect but like mikey i was just like yeah i know uh i know this r&b act i know her boyfriend who manages another artist who i'm friends with we're like shit all right let's make the call and you know she's in so it's just like you know like the connections are so cool, but it's it's having a team behind behind it is life changing and makes it so much easier. And that's what I've kind of been reaching out with too. And I mean, as far as the scheduling, I'm very. I mean, there's a joke back home. I grew up in Hawaii mostly, and there's a joke, and it's, it's so hilarious because like the military side of me is like, "How are you not up at five already? Right, yeah. What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And then the island side of me is like, "Hey, bro." Right. We'll be all right. We'll figure it out, yeah. And um, the scheduling thing has been interesting because, and I use a, a ton of sports metaphors, but for me what I notice is that I will work myself into the ground. Right. And then I'll snap and not do anything for three months. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, oh, shit, I haven't updated the website in three months. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. That was happening. But what I realized is that, like you take basketball, for example, because that's what I'm coaching. I needed that direct line. I needed that out of bounds in those two hoops. Yeah. Otherwise, I would just be sitting out there dribbling for three hours, not doing anything, and then just being like, 
all right, cool, I guess I did it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what exactly, I mean? And so yeah. I needed that a little bit of structure. Yep. And, like, I did need to schedule all the time. I did need to be like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, this past weekend, I was like, all right, listen, we're going to hit this website hard as hell. We're going to get it redesigned. Because what I what I realized I was doing with the website, I wanted to promote artists. And what I was basically doing was a blog. And so I was like, okay, this is dumb. I'm not doing this anymore. Reached out. And it's funny how you find people. I... Dude, dude retweeted uh, something that I said, and I, I mean, I'm small enough on Twitter where I can, like, look who said it, like, look who retweeted stuff. Happens to be a rapper from Boston. And I'm like, okay. Uh, listen to some of the stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. N- uh, Nick Nation. Dude's dope. I'm like, yo, this dude. I'm like, yo, all right, this dude kind of fire. Mm. And we start talking and just about different things, talking about wrestling, talking about different things. And, um... I was like, yo, do you want to write? I have a website I write. Like, do you want to you want to write for it? And he's like, yeah, okay. I'm like, yo, hold on. I'll pay per article. Like, $75 an article. I'm not necessarily going like, to bring you on the team full-time just because, like, there is no full-time right. anything yeah. right now, you know? But having that per appearance definitely helped me because if you don't want to write, you don't want to write. Yeah. Ran into somebody on Reddit, and she's like, she was like, yeah, I really enjoy writing, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like... She's a college student. I think she's she's somewhere in Texas. And um, I was like, yo, college student, do you like writing? You want to write for this? Like, I'll pay you. And mm-hmm. she's like, all right, yeah, sounds good. And so building that team has been something where I can just be like, oh, okay, no, now I do have people. Right. I got a really good friend of mine that we were doing anime podcasts together. So I have this podcast and I have another one, which is uh, Blurred Lines, which is nerdy stuff from, an, uh, from a black perspective. Okay. So just, you know, I feel like there's a lot of stuff. It was one of my things I noticed. You look on YouTube and you see a lot of white creators, and especially in tech space, and especially in like video games and stuff like that. And I'm like, hey, we play video games too, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. you know, like, yeah. yo, I love Tekken. Like, yeah. And so I wanted to do something a little bit different. And I've had somebody who, Nikita has been awesome. Just someone who like, she'll call me and be like, hey, are we watching anime today? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. we are. Um. So that just building that team and trying not to do it solo because me, I'm definitely one of those guys. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, I got it. Don't worry about right. it. Right. But what's cool about your story, and I've seen this with a couple, I mean, bigger names, of course, uh, Wiz Khalifa, uh, Mac Miller, like we said, and uh, there's this wrestler who is an independent wrestler. I think he re- he's wrestling stupid numbers. Like I think like I think he's doing like three or four matches a week in Jesus, different parts of no. the country. Yeah. And he's from Pittsburgh. He just relocated back to Pittsburgh. I think he was in Brooklyn for a while. Mm-hmm. Relo- he's from Pittsburgh, relocated back to Pittsburgh. And there's something, this is not saying anything bad about the people from the South or the people from the West or the people from, you know, the, the, the East Coast. There's something to say about that Midwest I don't hard know work is, hustle. Dude, it, I, 100%. And it's, um, you know, like the fact that the fact that the first year we did this, you know, so we had nothing, right? Like yeah. we, no Instagram. Like we're an official LLC now. We got the website. Like we had nothing. We had an Instagram with 400 followers, which isn't nothing, but it's not a lot. Right. You know? Especially for something in event planning. Right. Let's uh, say you get half those guys. Exactly. 200 person event if you get half. Exactly. No, dude. It was, and so our first one, and, the, and really like the moment we realized like, oh shit, okay, like we're not that half, we're not half bad at this. We did 400 people. We did 400 tickets at the door, you know? And... Since then, it's like, it's so weird because you kind of fall in love with the struggle of it. 
Yeah. I think is a big, yeah. is a big part of it, yes. dude. You know, um, particularly like the Youngstown community is super accepting. They love you know they love having us. We love having them at the events. You know, like so we hear a lot of bad things about like small town Midwest. Yeah, about like people say a lot about it. I, I got yeah. a friend from Columbus, and he said that, which he blew me away. He's um. Yeah, so he went to Ohio State. He's gay, and I was like, "Yo, like, are they cool with you up there?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, why wouldn't they?" Right. I was like, "I don't know, small town Midwest, man. No, like, man. I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a unique community for sure, but super accepting. I mean, like, we're we always have like, you know, the one or two people who are yeah, like, yeah, there's you always know, something. But it by far, people always show out. It's honestly like I the biggest frustration I have with doing events is like the government like the city officials who like you know because there's an events coordinator for the city of youngstown it's not a big city it costs you 60 dollars to close the street like it shouldn't like there's not a lot going on in downtown you know they got the bar scene they got the downtown dinner scene like that's all great there's a camp there's a i went to college there so like there's some stuff happening but nothing crazy and you you know it's frustrating because you see they've got this event coordinator and he's gets on the news and he's talking about all the cool stuff he wants to do in the city and all the stuff he has planned and I'm like sick like finally somebody who gets it so I give him a call and he doesn't want to talk you know and I'm just like all right well that sucks and then so we plan our whole event we got to get permits closed through the city we got to do this we got to do that he calls me the day of the event and he's like hey by the way you know that I'm doing an event today right I'm like no I didn't do I know I didn't know you were doing an event today and I today and I was like what are you what are you doing you know and he said oh I got um Gucci Mane at the amphitheater tonight. And I was like, have you been pushing this? He was like, yeah, I've been pushing it. I was like, I didn't see shit. And he was like, well, like, I don't know what you want to do. You probably want to cancel. I was like, bro, I pulled this permit with you two months ago, and you're now just telling me? So I said, no, we're not going to cancel. I said, you know, we'll be fine. So we did it. We did, we did our, you know, we did our 2019 block party the same night as a Gucci Mane show, downtown Youngstown. Um, I can't say that we did better. Because I doubt it, (laughs) but you know, it was just like I couldn't believe that from a dude who grew up in who grew up in the city and was talking so much about community and making things happen that he's gonna pull that on literally a group of we all went to school there. I grew up in Youngstown. Sure, I lived in Cleveland at the time. My parents were still living in Youngstown. Yeah. I'm living in Detroit now. But everybody, half the team was still local. I was like, you're really just going to do this to me right now? Well, I feel like this is, and this, me and my mom have been talking about this a lot. I feel like a big issue is the whole get mine mentality. Yeah. And it's weird, and this is, I'm, I'm really, it, it's weird because we both work a corporate job. I'm yeah. not going to say where we work. <laughs> but we both work a corporate job. And even though we're not necessarily in a corporate position. Right. In a way, yeah. like we we are in a corporation, and that especially here with because it is a there are finance you know financial things, there is a very strong get mine mentality. Yep, and it's very refreshing when you talk to someone who's like who is more about the team. But it it, it sucks because I mean you look at sports, you look at music, and even the her name is uh, Chani, but even Chani who I just brought on and she she just wrote. A super sick story for me. It fucking completely flipped, and I read that one. She sent it to me on like Discord, something like that. She's like, "Is this good? I'm not sure." And I read it. I'm like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, yeah. Yo, no, yeah. Hey, this one, like, if you can do this, if Every you're, time, if this is right. you. Yeah. She's like, "I'm not sure how good it is. I just kind of something I want to try." I'm like, "Yo, if, if this is you and you weren't sure, 
I got you. Yeah. And um, she was very wary of me, and she still kind of is. And me personally, I'm like, I know me. Why would you be like, right? Yeah. But, but she she does. She doesn't. Right. And so I feel like. A lot of people have that get mine mentality. 100%. And that's why she's nervous. Yeah. You and know? It, it it sucks because, you know, it like, it changes how you do everything, right? Yeah. Like, it changes. And I don't want to, like, I don't want to be that guy. And, and I'm pretty straightforward. But obviously, like, we have, we have performers at our events. No. So I have to negotiate with them, right? And, like, I honestly, you know, and I try and do it pretty fair where I'm just like, look, man, like, this is a slot for the budget. If you feel that... That's not enough for you to show up. I respect it 100%. Yeah. But I can't pay it. That's bottom line, you know? Right. Like, um, But I hate that mentality of, like, people People got to come at me. Like, they, they come up with these numbers that are super high, and I get it, dude. Like, you know, whatever you feel like you're worth, hit me with that number. But, like, I'm just going to tell you what I can afford. And it's like, but then, like, I hate that because the, the event is so much about the vibe and about the culture and about coming together for a good time that right. I, I hate I have to start the conversation with, like, this is the most I'm going to pay you because that sucks, you know? Um, and it's, it's, but a hundred percent, like, and then you run into, you know, like particularly my end again is, is the boring pulling permits and stuff. Like, like you think that your community would be about it. And like, particularly like the people that are supposed to be in charge of your city would support you a hundred percent. And it's just not the case. And it's just like, why do we have to be like this? Because we were talking the other day and it's like, you're seeing more now where musicians are more about the collective and more about yeah, giving you space and, to yeah. yeah, giving you space to do your own shit and then come back as a as a group and make something as a group. And like I love that mentality and like we're very much that way. Like our videographer right now, he he on the on the call was on the phone call was like, guys, like I'm in school. Like I, I can't do as much video work right now. All right, like I'm gonna keep hitting you and just tell me when you're overloaded, you yeah. know? That's cool. Like you're in school. I get it. He wants to be a filmmaker. Hundred percent. Do it, man. Yeah. But well, and it's interesting with the city too, because I me fighting with, and they're not even the city. It's just like a, a community. Mm-hmm. Me fighting with the community of Anthem. It was like, it's very interesting to me. And my brother at his college, <laughs> they had a chance to like. My brother goes to a very. I don't want to say conservative because it's not really like um, uh, politically conservative. It's yeah. just like, I mean, reserved. My brother's at West Point. Okay. <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. It's it. This is not Miami. <laughs> you yeah, know, this, no, for sure. I mean, yeah. this is not Arizona State. Yeah. And they were like, "Hey, we want to bring like uh, some music here," and it shocked me because I think one of the choices was like Ludacris, <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck?" Could you imagine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the reason why I say it like that is because, uh, where was I? I don't remember where I was. Actually, no, better story, because that, that one, that, that details were a little fuzzy. Um, so, Phoenix has a lot of, uh, not boroughs, but like neighborhoods around it, cities yeah. around it. Yeah. Scottsdale is the one that kind of everybody knows. Yep. Scottsdale is a very rich, very white area, very old money. Like, they, you see a lot of, like, <laughs> you know when everybody had like a 3 Series BMW and everybody's mm-hmm. like, yeah. oh, 325, whatever. These are the ones that were like, like, oh, that's a real BMW. Okay. Like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like that. Like, yeah. it's when you go in and like you, when you see that 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 Mercedes, you're like, mm-hmm. that's a two door Mercedes. Mm-hmm. That's not that four door Mercedes. That's a two door Mercedes. And so I'm at a comedy yeah. club and it's an open night, open mic. And hey, open mic night, hell yeah, let's do it. 
And um, I kind of cracked a joke to my brother. I'm like, yo, what if, like, you know, someone big who ended up showing up? I'm like, yo, what if someone big? Like, what if this dude shows up? My brother's like, nah, it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, after everybody, there's some guys that are actually really good that I wish I would have gotten their information because they actually killed it. Yeah. One guy, he had a really quirky, quirky delivery, but, like, low-key, he knew his shit. Like, he right. was really, really funny. At the very end, Hannibal Burr shows up. This is just a random open mic night. And he comes in, he goes, what's up, everybody? None of y'all know who I am, except for maybe that guy. And it was like me. It was like the only black people in the audience are like me and my mom and my brothers and like one dude on a date. <laughs> you know, he's like, so the only people that know me are probably that guy and those guys. <laughs> and I'm like, hell yeah. Because I just yeah. seen Hannibal like four months earlier. And nice. I'm like, hell yes. <laughs> We're getting full Hannibal yeah. here. And he's like, he just complete his, I guess his parents live out here. Oh, okay. And he just, you know, a lot of Chicago transplants come out here. Sure. Um, that's If you ever go to a Cubs game out here, you might as well be in Wrigley Field. It's okay. the same. For sure. So he um, he just shits on Arizona for like 15 minutes straight. <laughs> just like completely obliterates Arizona. And it's funny because like the crowd is dead. He's the last act. Yeah. And this, and this comedy club owner has been hyping him up the whole time. He's like, oh, we got this guy. You never know who's going to be here. And I'm like... Do they know? <laughs> like, do they know that Hannibal is like very? He this isn't his thing, and it's funny because I feel like there's a group of people who are like, "Yo, we need to do something cool." We need, and it's always some sort of buzzword. We need to do something cool. We need to do something trendy. We need to do something that, and it's always the same words: get the youth excited. That was literally. Verbatim. Why the fuck is Gucci Mane in Youngstown, Ohio? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. and that's the thing. It makes is that no like, sense. You, and, and so, who do you pull? And no disrespect to Gucci Mane at all. No, but no disrespect. Okay, also though, but this was like post-prison Christian reform. And Gucci. I was just about to say, but, yeah, you got a guy on his rebrand. Yes, which respect. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But a guy on his rebrand. Yes, who still dude's got hits. They pay for the name. Yeah, it's a name. He's got hits. Yes. He's going to come out there. He's going to do a set of like 10, 15 songs. Yeah. Solid hour, maybe an hour and a half long he set. He was 45 minutes late. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Which, <laughs> did, you, did you see the comments when the Fuji's announced that they were reuniting? No. Somebody, this dude goes, yo, so should I just show up to the venue two hours <laughs> late or should I budget for Lauren too? And then the first show that they did was in Brooklyn. Because <laughs> someone's like, yo, listen, they're not hitting all these sets. They're definitely hitting New York, so go to those ones. They said that they went to. They said that they did the uh, Brooklyn. I think they did Barclays, yeah. and they were three hours late. And my friends like, yeah, so right on time for a, for a Fuji's concert. So, there was another. So um, there's a, a an arena in Youngstown called the Cavelli Center, and they somehow booked the Migos. <laughs> and so everybody, so my friends are like, text me like, hey, we're going to see Migos. We're going to see Migos. Like. And they're like getting there like an hour. I was like, bro, you went too early. And then no shit, the the it's like doors at eight, music at nine, eight thirty. Migos on Instagram, courtside at a game in Alabama. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> or no, Atlanta, Atlanta. But still, it's just like they're not fucking coming to Youngstown. Well, and it's it, that's the thing too is that like. I just feel like when the city plans something, yeah. it's like, even though you might have guys on this squad that get it, yeah, it's like, do you? No, exactly, yeah. 
It's like, or did you just look at the Billboard Top 100 and you were like, can't afford Drake, right? Can't afford Taylor Swift. Right. Who else is here? Yeah, it's like a playlist, man. Like if you're putting an event on, like it's like a playlist. Like yeah. you can't just put on all hits. Like there's a, if you're building an event, you're you're building an entire evening for someone. Yeah, and you have to structure it. Like I can't tell you how many times there's certain artists that get that, bro. We cancel, not cancel, but we will like piece together a lineup. And then we're like, we're like, ah, actually, we shouldn't bring them because it doesn't make any sense for them to go after this person because that just interrupts your night, you know? Yeah. Have like, you been to like a big music festival yet? Um, uh, like there's a there's a spot in Cleveland called Bright Winter. It's like a winter music festival, okay. and like they, their headliners normally decently big, but I've never been to like a major one. So I went to Flognaw, okay. and you talk about artists that get it. Yeah. Tyler's one of those guys for sure. The fact, when you look at his past, I mean, his early stuff, it, it's kind of funny. Like, when you look at his early stuff for his festivals, it's like, yeah, man, you want to see my friends rap? And it's like, bro, your friends are ASAP Rocky and Action Bros. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. your friends are charting. Yeah, like, no. Your friends got a, th- got a million <laughs> Spotify streams. Mm-hmm. But, like, when he built it out, and that, that, that show, going to that show is actually what launched me. I went in 2017, and that's what launched me on to, like, oh, shit, I can do this. Right. Is because like you'll see guys where it they, they they who they had they had Action Bronson one year like during the day they had all their like Terror Junior who's mm-hmm. a cool pop act Roy Ayers I saw <laughs> yeah okay and like they had a Just couple tight, but... it, here's the funny thing too I went 2017 2017 2018 and I saw a couple smaller acts and it's funny when I say smaller. I saw some smaller guys like Isaiah Rashad right back in the day exactly 2017, 2017 Isaiah, Isaiah Rashad. Rashad okay you know and I saw but it was funny because that dude cultivated such a fan base yeah that like he brings out Schoolboy Q and people are like hell yeah yeah the I remember people were like wondering who the final because he does a mystery guest every year and they're like yo who's it gonna be who's it gonna be who's it gonna be it was Earl Sweatshirt and him shit okay and they were like oh my like it blew it exploded yeah. And I remember, like, intro- they introduced Brockhampton one year. He's like, yo, you guys, some of y'all know who this is, some of y'all don't. This is Brockhampton. And now, looking back, I'm like, holy shit, I saw Brockhampton in 2018. Right. And I feel like a lot of places are just, like, especially the more corporate ones. Like, yeah. Coachella's a great example of, like, they're owned by, like, a company that doesn't even do music. Yeah. You know, like, I think the family just did something, like, they just opened it up. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, you guys just paid for Kanye and paid for Beyonce. Right. Which is cool, because those artists have a lot. Yeah, you, if that, you, if you can shell venue. out, shell out. Yeah. Right? But, you know, no, 100%. Like, no, it's it's um, it's um, a it's an art form, honestly. Like, putting together, it's a playlist. You're putting together music that people need to be able to listen to in a, in a row. Like, it's not... It's, and catch the mood of what you're doing yes. because if you're doing like an art show, you might not necessarily want to have a mosh pit outside. Right, you don't. On like honestly, like our, you know, people come to the block party, and we close the street and like something we work on every year. So like we work with a charity, right? Because a charity, what they do, we work with Salvation or not Salvation Art. We work with, um, oh my God, Saint Vincent de Paul. So it's a uh, yeah, they have a food bank out here. Yeah, so they they have a spot in Youngstown that sells discount furniture. So we call them up. They bring a truck and they put out couches and like f- whole like living room sets oh, cool. in the street, and they put price tags on it. It's like take it, you know, like just take it home. Like yeah. if you if you like this chair, sit in it all night and then take it home. Yeah. And it's just like that's the thing. Like 
it's a block party, right? So a block party, at least growing up, like you would, my, I went to block parties growing up and it was, you had some music, you had somebody who was on the grill, you yeah. close the street and you just we hang out with the, Hawaii all the time. you hang out with the neighbors and you get to know everybody and you get to know your community. Right. And that's where it all ties back into. Right. So the event's called the block party. And in the neighborhood, like we're called the neighborhood LLC. Like that's the. We probably should introduce that topic. Oh shit! Yeah, we're the neighborhood LLC. (laughs) Forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes. Yeah, we're the neighborhood LLC. I coached. I coached uh, football with my dad, and it was a ten-week court uh, thing that we did. And then I remember it was the very last game, and uh, one of the kids comes up to me and he goes, "Yo, my mom is wanting to make a card for you. What's your name?" And I was like, "Oh shit." I've been coaching yeah. these kids three days a week for ten weeks, it's all right. and they're like, "Oh, hey, by the way, coach." I'm like, yeah. "Wait, you don't know my name?" He's like, "I've been calling you coach." I'm like, "Oh, he's right." Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, no, the neighborhood LLC out of Youngstown, Ohio, and literally like so. The event's called like, and we're not that creative, so it's the block party because yeah. it's a block party. We're doing a Halloween event. It's called the Halloween party because we're just having a Halloween party, yeah. right? And the Halloween party vibe is different. Like, we want you to show up in a costume and get real drunk with your friends and listen to heavy, scary music. Like, yeah. that's what we want, you know? Go the, get a City Morgan. Right. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? the block, But the block party is about everybody just coming and hanging out and, like, seeing each other. And, yeah. you know, and people love it. Like, we put out cornhole. We put out, you know, we bring a food vendor. It's, again, like, we got a permit. It's BYOB. So it's like, you know. You don't got to drink the shit that we're selling if you don't want to. Not right. shit. We have a, a really nice... I shouldn't have said that. Rewind. Penguin City Beer is a, is a local brewery, and they come out, and anything you buy off them goes straight to charity. We don't make any money off that. Right. Um, and it's just... But, like, that's all it is. Like, we're just trying to have... We're just trying to have put on a good time. Like, just come out and hang out with us. That's really all it is, you know? Yeah. And I think that very pure... when At the end of the day, it's something that you don't... And listening to you now, it's something that you are passionate about. Yeah. And that's the scary part. Money money plays a factor. Like, mm-hmm. money is power. I, I say it all the time. Yeah. Money is power. But at the same time, like, that's not the end all be all. No. We, I got, um, so we were doing promo for the 2019 Block Party. And we went on a radio show, local Youngstown. It was like a Sunday morning at 8 a.m. was the show. And the dude, you know, we're talking about the whole event. We're talking about this, we're talking about that. And he's like, so what do you guys do with the money? I was like, what do we do with the money? He's like, yeah, what do you what do you give to charity? Like, what do you what do you spend it on? I was like, what do you mean? Like, this shit's expensive. Like, you ever yeah. you ever you know you ever rent an art gallery? That's six hundred dollars. You know, you want to you want to get a decent act? You know, a decent headliner? That's five six hundred bucks there too. You know, the lighting guy's five six hundred bucks, right? Like, you're looking at two thousand. You haven't even done anything, right? That's one act, right? Yeah, and I'm just like. Like no, like I ain't, we're not giving the money away, but we're not swimming in it either. No, you know, it's just like it goes into the bank account. We show up, you know, me and six of my friends who coordinate the event get a hibachi dinner, and then we start planning the next one. <laughs> that's where the money goes. I think that's something. Th- that's what I miss the most about. And I mean, you walking, you've walked around Phoenix a few times. Yeah, and downtown's very special to me because how many chains have you seen? Right. Besides, I mean, some regional ones right, like the yeah, Bertos yeah. and stuff yeah, like sure. that. Shout out to Bertos, man. Yo, I'm, shout, to, I'm ordering that one to get to the Shout hotel. out to Bertos because <laughs> that I think they were. We had a segment, me and my friend, when my, when when we first started doing the podcast. This was like right during the pandemic, where we were like, our, it wasn't meant to be a segment, but I wanted it to be as natural as possible. So like, I would turn on the mic when he wasn't looking, you know, just because yeah. he was he was nervous to talk, and so I was like, well, like we, I'd be like, yo, I'll get some food. Where are we gonna go eat? And for like. 
six weeks it was Bertos. <laughs> Dude, Bertos is so I'm li- it's so good. I'm gonna call them about a sponsorship. <laughs> Listen, man, hey, if you ever come out here, but um so I lived in, in Virginia Beach mm. and the cool thing about Virginia Beach that no one really knows about is that it's act they call it the seven cities. Hampton Roads, the seven cities, like it's because it is legitimately seven cities. Imagine New York if they took out Manhattan. Right. And it's just like all these other cities just kind of took its place. Like, instead of Manhattan, it's like a bridge that connects, you know, over over uh, uh, the Chesapeake Bay, I think it is. So it's Chesapeake, Virginia, Virginia Beach, Newport News, Hampton, uh, where did Alan Iverson go to school? Yeah, Hampton, Williamsburg, you can argue, and then, you know, it goes up north. There's a couple more that are more inland. Mm-hmm. But you look at who's from there. It's the Neptunes. It's Pharrell. It's, um, uh, what's the name? Timbaland, mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige, mm-hmm. Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. Lawrence Taylor, Michael Vick, Alan Iverson. I'm like, where are all these fucking people coming from? Yeah. No, dude. It's like, I, I, I didn't get it. I was like, where are these people coming? Like, how are you doing this? And it, again, that's a very similar situation to what we were talking about. It's yeah. New York, Philly, nothing, DC, Charlotte. Right. Or DC, Nothing than Charlotte, and so Hampton Roads kind of fills that. It's almost like the absence of something, though. You and know? that's the coolest thing. So I went to a I went to a place, and I actually met a couple of people that I still fuck with. Um, oh, happy birthday to uh, Vice City Shogun! It's his it's his birthday today. Happy City of, uh, Happy birthday of Vice City Shogun! Yeah, happy birthday! Guy. And um, shout out to uh, what's his name? Berlin. Shout, shout out to Berlin. He goes by I think Smooth Waffle on Instagram. I think that's his rap name is Smooth Waffle. And I was like, nice. Yo, it's kind of cold. And shout out to uh, shout out to my homeboy Nico. His 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 real name is Nico Mahor, um, but he went by Nikki Starkiller. So I haven't saved on my phone as Nico Starkiller because I'm like that's rad as shit. That's a good name. But um, yeah, shout out to them, man. Shout out to everybody from the Seven Cities, man. Shout out to uh, M Dollar M. Shout out to just everybody out there because what they did that was so dope. It was like you know like your friend you know with the with the recording studio. What he would do is it was last Fridays and every la- or last Sundays, last Sunday of the month. He would just bring in as many artists as he could right. and bring in, pe- like, food and, like, real, like, local food. And, yo, this is Virginia. Yeah. So, it's, like, it's someone who's bringing, like, chicken and mm-hmm. ribs. And, like, I was gone all the time. And it was just so cool to see, like, oh, this is how you do it. Yeah. This is how you make it local. Because that's something I hadn't seen since Hawaii. Mm. Out here, we didn't, especially out in, in the suburbs, we didn't, you know, my parents moved to the suburbs. First time we hadn't lived on a military base in, like... 20 years was like when we moved out here right and so living in the suburbs it was a culture shock because it's like hey can we go down to so-and-so and it's like no there's you can drive no it's, it's just mcdonald's up here it's yeah. like wait there's no we can't go to this place we can't go we can't back home they call them plate lunch mm. and it's just like a takeout box with a lunch that's plate lunch you know and it's like we can't get plate lunch nah like okay well can we go no like, well, what about now? Yeah. Like, damn, okay. And so seeing that again was like, oh, shit, this is how it's supposed to be. Because back right. home in Hawaii, if you walk down Waikiki Beach, which is like the tourist beach, I will bet every dollar I have, every single bar is playing music. Right. And when I say playing music, it's a guy playing music. Yeah. There's a person playing live, and I miss that. Oh, 100%. And so because, like, even... Even if you were, like, like if you went out with a chick. Like, yeah. last time I went, you know, I was just hanging out for the night. 
Um, I was meeting my family the next day. I flew out from Virginia the day before, mm-hmm. and I had a day to myself. So I just like, called some people and like, yo, man, yeah. hey, I'm on the rock. Come hit me up if you want to. I'm going to be here for like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. All right, cool, bro. And I was just walking up, and I was like, fuck, man. Like, this is what I grew up around. Right. You know, and on a military base, it's very tight-knit. Every 4th of July, what we used to do is go to the beach that we had on base, and they would have um, kayaking and outrigger canoes, and, like, they teach you how to sail. I know how to sail. <laughs> I've caught a shark before, <laughs> like, fishing. Oh, yeah, dude. And they'd have, like, they'd bring in, like, food trucks. Mm-hmm. And they, this is, like, 2007, too. This is, like, early, early, like... You know, this is before food trucks were, like, a thing. Like, before Instagram made them, you know, famous, basically. Yeah. And, like, they would just grill out, and we'd all hang out on the beach. And then at the end of the day, they'd put up on those fucking huge, you know, like, uh, inflatable screens. And we'd all and we'd all watch, like, The Sandlot. Right. Or Toy Story. And, like, yeah. getting out of the military, that's what I missed was, like, th- just that camaraderie. No, dude. I, yeah, 100%. So I just had that. So, um I moved to Detroit for yeah. in April, and so like I was living in Cleveland before, um, but most of my weekends were spent in Youngstown, yeah, because it was only an hour outside of Cleveland. So now I'm in Detroit, and I'm like, all right, like I I gotta learn the city, I you know, I gotta stay here some weekends and actually get to know some people. So I go out, you know, I make some friends, and we go out, and we show up at a bar, and like so we're, we're sitting out, we're standing in line outside this bar, and like it doesn't really click, and then we get up there, and I'm like, all right, like when you see your ID, it's a five dollar cover. And I was like, okay, whatever, $5 cover. I was like, so who's playing? And he's like, what? I was like, well, who's playing? Like, it's $5 cover. And he's like, no, this is a bar. Like, this is a bar cover. Like, you're just paying $5 to get in. I've never heard of that. I was like, I'm paying, five, like I'm, I'm paying $5 to get to a bar with no music? <laughs> yeah. I've I was never. like, I, it was culture shock. I was like, what are we doing? Because, you know, sure, Youngstown, like, I go Especially, out, this is Detroit Rock City. It's, this is Motown. You like, know what? It's an, it's, you'd be disappointed. It's an EDM scene. Not, it's not, it's a good EDM scene. It's a good EDM I scene. I fuck with EDM. But it's not. It's not, not the, same. the live music. There's no live music downtown. Really? It's all EDM. Yeah, it's good EDM. Like I saw. I don't know if I was telling you. I saw uh, DJ Hachu who came up yeah, with yeah, Jay yeah. Dilla. I saw him live for fifteen dollars. That was worth it. Worth every <laughs> penny. But no, I was just like, I had Swedish House Mafia. Their tickets go on sale tomorrow, and I think we're gonna get tickets just because like. I fell in love with music, yeah. and at a certain point, plus, like, <laughs> I was talking to my mom about it, because I was like, man, you really love this house, and my mom's like, what do you think I grew up on? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, Braven, I used to skip school to go to the clubs. I'm like, okay, I have, like, a thousand questions yeah. now. You were yeah. skipping school yeah. to go to What the time were the clubs open? Also, how old were you? Never yeah, mind. Never Don't mind. answer that. Yeah. Don't care. Don't care. But she saw, like, yeah. Jolene Jumpin' Perez, and... That Chicago house scene grow. Like, yeah, dude. She didn't... It's funny. She's like, hey, Swedish House Mafia, what kind of music do they play? I'm like, I don't know, techno. She's like, do they play house? I'm like... Why do you know what house is? I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, they play house. And she's like, oh, cool. I used to listen to house. I'm like, no, this is like... And I did my research on it. And I was like, no, house started in Chicago. Then yeah, Detroit, New York, Paris. Yep. And I was like, holy shit, that's so cool that like you had a scene like that, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. You know, like that she would go and she would. I found out later she would just drive, like, re- like she'd leave school and she'd just like drive into the city because she lived outside. Like, right. she lived in Chicago for a little bit and then when she moved outside the city, she was older. So she'd like call her friends and they'd be like, hey, we can miss last period. We can go out. Like, which is so cool. Yeah. Like, those Dude, stories. Oh, yeah, for sure. My mom's not in jail. Who cares? Like, oh, you yeah. know? <laughs> it's just math class. <laughs> exactly. Like, yo, my mom can add. We're good. <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna use like, that shit. 
Yeah, I'm like, wait, hold on, you skipped class? Yeah. Did you get your diploma? Yes, Braven. Then who the fuck cares, mom? Right, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but it is something that, you know, that's been something, you know, trying to find that scene, which it, it's cool that in Youngstown they have something where it is more accepting because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of cities, and this is kind of what we were going back to with the city officials and stuff, they want it to be this. Right. They want it to be... Shakespeare in the Park, right? Or they want to be, you know, example. I know, like what you, I know what you said, but like they want it to be Detroit Rock City. We only yeah. do this here, exactly. Like, yeah, and it's cool that you live in a place where, or you know, you you got ties to a place where it is more like, hey man, you want to do some cool shit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? No, and it's you know, it's it's something that like I don't think that we would be doing the events if we didn't grow up with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I didn't grow up going out every like honestly like I didn't go out a lot in college and then but you know I, I graduated college and I like I said like I live in Cleveland I kept going back to Youngstown I don't know if there was ever a night like a Friday Saturday night I went out in Youngstown where there wasn't live music you know yeah. like that's just that's just the scene you know and like you could you could get into some argument like some of the bar owners are definitely like there for the cash grab which whatever like you it know, happens. not everybody's gonna be as as fun as musicians are right you know, it's it's there's even musicians who are like, there for the cash grab. Yeah. yeah, but you know, like I feel like Young sounds a good scene of people who just don't give a shit. You know, like yeah. they're just there to to play music, and you know I, they don't really care even if you're listening. You know, like you're, they're just there to play. Um, Getting paid is almost like a bonus. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but it's it's a cool, cool little city of just like people who out of nowhere just have a surprising love for music, and I love it. And that's the interesting thing, too, is that when you told me a while ago that, yeah, you know, we do hip-hop and stuff, there was a part of me that was like, okay, is this guy, like, Jimmy Iovine, like, hey, listen, which we found out later, he actually didn't even really listen to hip-hop, which is kind of hilarious. But, like, is this guy, you know, like, BC Boys, Rick Rubin, like, hey, I actually know what I'm talking about? Or is this guy, like, hey, everyone listens to rap nowadays, might as well. And it's so cool to actually, like, when you meet someone that does have that passion for, like, mm-hmm. when you said Jay Dilla, I was like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's some times that you don't, like, there's, like, I was talking to somebody on the floor. I'm a white dude from Ohio. Not even <laughs> partly, but, like, partly, but here's the thing but beyond that, too. Because, like, was that part of it? Yes. But, mm-hmm. like, there are certain things where, like, it's, it's very much like, yo, you had to be there. Mm-hmm. It's like when I see somebody, I, I made a playlist on, on Spotify, and it was, I just called it Childhood. Because I was playing a crazy taxi. Yeah. And I was just like listening to the music. I was like, holy shit, this makes a lot of sense on the music I listen to now. It's like all like punk oh, and yeah. old school rap. And I made it and I was like, and I was listening to it and I was just like, you really don't understand unless you know who hieroglyphics is. Right. Unless you know who dilated peoples are. Unless you know like these certain, like someone's like, yo, what's your favorite genre of music? I'm like, it's a very regional, mm-hmm. like, did you listen to underground California hip hop? From like 1998 to 2005. Yeah. If you didn't listen to this very specific time frame, like, you know, even like MF Doom, people are like, yo, like, I remember I turned my friend on to MF Doom and he's like, I've never, he's a huge hip hop fan. He's from New York and he's like, never heard of him. And then later he was like, dog, I can't believe I didn't listen to him sooner. And again, Mm -hmm. it was very like, if you didn't (laughs) listen to underground, so when you said Jay Dilla, I was like, Dude, so it's I'm like oh he like you listen to hip hop hip hop okay so like it's, all right it's funny because so it, it came in it, it honestly hit me like high school college 
I honestly I couldn't tell you before I before I got into into college I couldn't have told you a single like hip hop group. And then honestly, what it got into was I wanted to. It was literally like I was trying to find some workout music, and it's like a sad start. <laughs> and I went with Wu Tang for no reason. Like I could not to this day I could not tell you why. I was like, Just, yeah. I'm gonna put on some Wu Tang and start working out. And that that rolls you into like so then you roll into MF Doom and then you roll into. Um, uh, who else? Like obviously, like you got Biggie and you got Tupac, and then like you, you like you start growing, and then you're like, oh shit! Like then you get it. Like I started getting into Brockhampton, and then you 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 know, and then like it's weird because then you start circling back, right? So then I was up, and you know somebody was like, obviously like I know Inspected Deck from Wu Tang, and then I found out that he was in a crew with Esoteric and Seven L. You ever heard of Zar? Yes. Zarface, Zarface, bro? Yeah. Yes, I started buying Zarface albums, which is funny because. This is, and this is my favorite, I was explaining to my brother why Run the Jewels means so much to me. Yes. And I was like, dog, my favorite Outkast song of all time mm-hmm. is Killer Mike's first song. Right. The yeah. Whole World by Outkast is my favorite, and it's only on one album, and it's mm-hmm. on an album that's a compilation album, except for that one song. Right. And I'm like, that is my favorite Outkast song of yeah. all time. And so I heard about this dude in 04, mm-hmm. listening, and I can tell you everything. I was listening to it playing NFL Street 2 with Carl Lane at yeah. his house back home in Hawaii, dude. and like... And I remember LP because I was a big. Yes. If you if you play a lot of those old video games, like go, that whole generation ruined us, man. Go listen to NBA Live 2003 soundtrack and ask yeah. yourself, yo, why is Chingy and LP like Dude, what hip hop head was, was right. making the soundtrack? And then you learned that Anderson Pack has been around since Tribe, and you had no idea since like, Tribe. Dude, that guy was on Tribe tracks. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the wildest thing to me about like yeah. just getting into music like that is that like because I, I found the coolest thing too is that like listening to shit and then like sharing it with like my brothers, right? Because mm-hmm. my brothers here's the funny thing. I grew up very, very churchy. My parents were borderline cultish. We don't have to talk about right, that today. Sure. One of these days I'm gonna talk about that on this podcast. It's not today. But um so I was only listening to, so like my parents, you know, came up in the 80s. So like Rob Bass, Rakim. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rakim's the greatest rapper of all time, by the way. Andre 3000, but Rakim, also Tupac, say, but. Yeah. Um, Rob, Rob Bass, Rakim, Public Enemy. Yeah. Listen, when you, when your parents grow you up on Public Enemy, you think a little different. <laughs> and so that was my, like my mm-hmm. mom was, but my, like I said, my mom was big in the house and big in the pop. So like mm-hmm. Carly Simon was always on and Cher and. She's going to shoot me if I don't say her name. Carly Simon, Cher. There's another person. I can't remember who it is. I'm going to remember, like, on the drive home. But my dad was a big rock guy. Yeah. So Metallica, Sabbath. Yeah. You know, that was always what was being played. And uh, I kind of discovered hip-hop just from the video games I would play. And when I got a little bit older, I I discovered... um, I was at the Apple Store in Hawaii. And I just played... I had this really burning desire to be from Chicago because I thought that was cool. Right. And I want, so I, I heard about this guy, Kanye West. Turn on, touch the sky. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's still probably my favorite Kanye song ever. Just, and so I hear, and from that, I see this name, Lupe Fiasco. A couple years later, I'm playing video games and Lupe Fiasco has kick push. And so I discovered that. And then I got out of, you know, Kind of stepped away from, I got really into church, stepped away from that, listened to only Christian music, and I was like, yo, I need something. I need Mm -hmm. some sort of, 
you know, kind of what you said about, you know, about workout music, but I was listening to Lecrae, who's cool, and yeah. and I was listening to some of that, and like, it's funny seeing Andy, Man- Andy Maneo now, because I'm like, dog, I was listening to you, like, a couple years ago, like, mm-hmm. and so it's interesting just going back, because what I found was, like, I ended up circling back, and what got me out of it, I was going through really, really bad depression, first time I really experienced it, Yeah. and my friend, the one who I did the podcast with, he's like, yo, check out this dude, his name is Kid Cudi, you might like him. For sure. This is like yeah. probably a kid named Cuddy time frame. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I listened to him and my friends were really big into Eminem and a friend of mine was like, she goes, hey, listen, you can't be this depressed. Hold, just take yeah. this and just write. And when I would write, it would come out in rhymes. And I was like, holy shit, I'm kind of good at this. And so I just started focusing more and more on my time on listening to hip hop. And then what I found eventually, my big, my, my, my big thing about Christian music was like, I, I kind of asked myself, I'm like, yo. How come all these artists that are preaching about like black liberation and you know the black community and you know freeing ourselves from these struggles? Why are they all Muslim? Right. I'm like, why isn't Lecrae talking about this? But Lupe is and Chuck D is and Tupac is and like you can go down the line the Muslim rappers who like black thought and like the roots and I was like, and that kind of got me out of that, you know, out of only listening to one thing, and. I started. I found out about Childish Gambino reading a Forbes magazine that someone left yeah. open, and eventually that kind of all culminated in like, hey, everyone has a place. Yeah, he's a Jehovah's Witness, right? I don't know. He I was, think his family. He was, was raised Jehovah's Witness. I think so. Yeah, but it's just interesting because like you get to that journey where like it's so interesting now because like I kind of turned my brothers on to certain music. Yeah. So one of my brothers, the one that's in the uh, that's at West Point, massive J Cole fan. I'm not the biggest fan of J. Cole. I don't have beef with him. It's just like... Yeah. No, I respect what he's doing. Yeah. There's some Dream- stuff... Dreamville-wise. Hey, listen, man. Yeah. When he gets into those slow beats... Mm-hmm. The trap beats, I don't really like J. Cole over trap beats. When he gets them like slow, like, oh my God, can you imagine him over Dilla beats? Come on. What was <laughs> like, his... Was Four Still Drive was the... That was probably my, my favorite, favorite album. Man. That's my favorite. But my brother kind of, you know, I would turn on certain music and he'd respond to it. Yeah. You know? And like, my favorite rapper of all time is Lupe. And my other brother he got really into Childish Gambino and, like, atmosphere and the underground stuff. And it was, like, just being able to share that kind of motivated me to, like, who else would want to hear this? Because right. I listen to a ton of music and I go to festivals and Pigeons and Planes. And, you know, I, I, for a while, like, over the summer, I was listening to one album a day. And it sounds crazy, but, like, when you think about it, you turn it on, it's about an hour, and you go to work and you do mm-hmm. your thing, you know? And I just wanted to share that with other people. Right. And that's kind of what it sounds like with you is like, hey, listen, listen to this journey I went on. Yeah. And listen to other people who are on their own journey. I, I literally was like, had you talked to me, literally, before you, if you talked to me before I started listening to Wu-Tang, I would have told you that rap is not music. I was one of those people. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it, it like totally... Shout out to Wu-Tang for flipping almost everybody oh. on that too. <laughs> like... They're so good. In my opinion, Wu-Tang's the greatest group of all time because... They had the business foresight to break up. Yeah. And, like, they knew that they were going to. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, even when they did, like, it was like, yo, I'm going to make a solo album. And they're like, is Liquid Swords really a solo album? <laughs> Almost everyone from Wu-Tang is here at some point. Like, right, yeah. You know, it's like an Avengers movie. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> they did those, are you sure? Yeah, they did those big compilation ones, too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, oh like 20-30 song albums. So you're like, like, what are you guys doing? The new Kanye album. I was like, oh man, I like there's something I, I liked. I gave up, dude. I was. It's like, 
I made it halfway through and I was like, You better ah. be there. I was like, yo, how many songs? 25? And like, I'm here for like, when people are like, like Kamasi Washington. I'm like, yo, yep. three hour jazz yeah. album. Yes, thank Let's you. Let's go. Yes. And then I was like, uh, yo, 20, 20 songs, Kanye? Like, yeah, okay, on, you know man. what? No, 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 you've done this before. Is this, all right, and it's a lot. It was a lot. I, I made it halfway through. I, I got some it. beef with how he mixed it. There's some songs on there that are literally doubles. If you look at the track listing, like he's got two versions of like three different songs. And then one of the songs he has, there's a better version of it on Pop Smoke's album. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, you could have cut this down. He produces on all, all his own stuff though, right? Uh, now he does. Pretty much. Um, he might, he EPs it for sure, but like. He used to do, what his, what, what were his, Mike Dean, right? And Shea Pope were his guys? Um, Kanye's a very, talking about community, Kanye's a very interesting case. Because I'm one of those guys that's like, yo, if you're a rapper, you stand behind your raps. You wrote these raps. These yeah. are your raps. You better rap it. But if you listen to early Kanye, that's consequence. Right. If you listen to everyone's favorite Kanye, it awaits some heartbreak. And part of part of my beautiful dark, but not all of it, that's Kid Cudi. Yeah. If you listen to a lot of my beautiful dark. And a little bit of like watch, well, a little bit of Watch the Throne, not all of it. That's Push. Right. If you listen to Watch the Throne, that's Push, and that's like Jay Z and Kanye. And it's like you can tell the different influences, but from what it is, and this is, this is why I kind of eased off on the whole Drake doesn't write his own write his own music things, is because number one, neither does Beyonce. No. Neither does Adele. No. Neither does Taylor Swift. I'm sure they have. I'm not saying that they're like you know. This isn't like a pop factory. Like they don't. Power. They don't have to anymore. Number one, they don't have to. Number two, like the pop music in pop, we're used to seeing it's, it's different. It's all produced in pop. We're yeah. used to seeing a whole team of writers create something, yeah. and in rock, we're used to seeing like, oh, the this bit. guy drums and he also writes the songs. Right. Like we're used to that. It's not yeah. necessarily Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers writing. Exactly. It might be Flea. It might be you know somebody else, but in hip hop, it is just you. It's you. And I feel like when Drake, when they came out, Drake was basically like, yo, I throw some credit to my team if they help me on a bar. I'm like, if you've ever sat in a studio session, mm-hmm. that's like 80% of rap. Yeah. It's like, hey, you guys got a rhyme for this? Like, how's this bar sound? And it's like, yo, I was going to say this. No, 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 that's whack. That's whack. Like, and he'll just throw you a writing credit. Mm-hmm. That's actually kind of dope as shit. Yeah. No, <laughs> I like that. And Kanye is a very interesting case to me because you hear Timbaland. You hear Gasafelstein. You hear all these other people. Yeah. Travis Scott was heavy on some of those. And you can hear that. And I'm like, and this is why now I'm kind of wondering, like, what do you sound like? Right. What, we yeah. hear how you sound like when you hung out with Consequence. Do you think this new album's him? You think Donda's him? Because uh, I don't think he's got a lot of friends left. I don't either, number <laughs> one. I don't. I think... And here's what I'm wondering too. And this isn't really a political thing. This is not. We've talked about this. Yeah. I have very strong political opinions that we have talked about on this podcast. This is not a political podcast. I wonder, and this is what I wonder a lot about a lot of people who at one time supported Trump or not, regardless of what how you feel now. Were you motivated motivated by going against the establishment? Because even though. A rich guy from New York is very establishment. Yeah. But were you motivated by this is what we think is against other things? 
because I kind of, when I re-listened to some of the Kanye stuff, first of all, he had a song with Kenny G and Clips, which I was like, that's very Kanye. <laughs> that's extremely Kanye. But then at the same time, I'm like, he's going, and this is why, like, even with Kyrie, and I disagree with him doing the vaccine, unless that is, like, a religious thing with him. But I disagree with him going against the, not wanting a vaccine, but, like, I feel like Kanye has been going on a very public journey. Yeah. Because what we forget about early Kanye, like, through the wire, he was in a car accident that nearly killed him before his career. Mm -hmm. It's not like it was, like, halfway through. It was, like, before his career. So he's been going on this journey, and we've seen almost all of it. Like, we knew that he had had this accident. So I just wonder, and this is why having a team, like what you were saying, is so important. Who's... And this has been something that I've done when I have my own mental health struggles, and I still do even, you know, as, as I grow. I push people away all the time. Yeah. And I have to kind of figure out, okay, am I pushing away right now? Am I pissing people off right now who are going to remember this even though I'm going through it? Mm -hmm. They need help too. Right. And so I kind of wonder, like, hey, who's your team? Yeah. And I tell my brothers all the time, yo, the team that is around you, this is my biggest beef with Eminem. With not being like, yo, bro, and ruined is a strong, strong word. You ruined G Unit. You ruined Slaughterhouse. He's kind of learned now, like, hey, I'm just gonna back the fuck up and yeah. let Griselda and Boogie do their things. But I just like that team around you tells me so much. Mm. And even in my case, it's very telling that I don't have a team around me. And I just wonder, you know, and it sounds like you've got a pretty decent team around. Well, it sounds like you got a good team around you. I do, yeah. You know, I don't want to say pretty decent because. From what I've heard, they sound they sound They're good. great, yeah. And I just, I think that's a very important thing is finding that, like, my dad my dad always says, find your tribe. Right. Find those people who are, you know, those hardcore guys. Yeah, and it's like, it's funny because I'll, I'll honestly, like, so Danny, um, I grew up with him. So, like, Danny and I met in fourth grade. And so, like, I've, I've known the kid my entire life. We li we've, up until recently when I moved... Like, we lived in the same neighborhood. And so we'll have, you know, we have these meetings, and we'll be, like, ready to hit each other. And then, like, we'll hang out off the meeting, and then I'll call him on a cell. I'm like, hey, Danny, like, you know, it's all love. Like, we're just trying to figure this out. And he's How like, do you balance that, the friendship with? Dude, it's tough. Like, I feel like, I know that, I know that, um, I know that there are probably a couple people on the team right now that are pissed at me. Um, and, you know, it's like, and it's funny because it's going to, like, and what I'm about to say I'm good at is going to exactly contradict what I'm saying I'm good at. But what I'm, <laughs> what I think I'm good at is, um, like understanding and admitting when I'm wrong, and like you know what I mean. I see what you mean. Yeah. Right. Like it, as soon as I say that, I sound like a dick. But I actually think I'm good at it. You know. <laughs> and so like, the biggest struggle for me, and I think it's something that like I pick up. So my um, my dad and I are very similar in that we suck at letting other people do things for us. Like, yeah. I suck at it. And I swear to God, that's a skill. <laughs> dude, and I can't, like, for the life of me, I can't do it. And I know that I know that everybody on the team is capable and, and ready to help me out. Right. But it's just, like, you know, and it just boils down to, like, all right, like, I could ask them. Or, like, I could just knock this shit out myself because I know I could do it. And, you know, and so, like, but that's doing a disservice to myself and to them. So, like, I'm forcing myself to like put more onto the team because it doesn't need to be all me and it shouldn't be all me and it's not all me, right? right. Like I 
hundred percent, I could not do it without them. Right. Right. Um, Sometimes, and I feel like sometimes that's the vibe I give off, and it's genuinely not how I feel. Um, but it's, dude, it's challenging to, to, to run a business with your friends. Um, I wouldn't do it any other way because the crew that the crew that I have and the crew, you know, like what we do and what we accomplish is amazing every time. Yeah. But, and I think that's, yeah. the, that's the goal, right? Right, exactly. Like, you know, by, you know, and no matter what, like if we're, if we're gonna if we're gonna get in on a phone call later tonight and I'm, we're gonna scream at each other all night by eleven o'clock Saturday, when the events almost oh, like events almost done and we're done selling tickets, we're gonna be having the time of our fucking lives. Like, yeah. when are we doing the next one? You know, and that's just the roller coaster of it is is just the waves of stress and anxiety and then just the payoff of standing in a group of seven hundred people with lights going crazy in a warehouse and just thinking like, yeah, we we made this shit happen. That's the that's I'm I'm at the point now where I haven't quite gotten obviously I haven't got, gotten there. I'm at the point where I'm starting and it is hard to bring people on because like me and my brother had a little bit of a falling out on we used to do the blurred lines podcast together. Mm-hmm. And he wanted more structure and I was like yo just go. Right. And I wish I wish I would have listened a little bit more to him. Um and I've tried to bring him back in and he's like nah, dude. I'm and but the thing is, he's still my brother. Right. And I still, you yeah. know, want to do that. But it is one of those things that is very difficult to like. Hey, are we doing this right? Is this the right thing to do? Is everything cool here? Like, um. And that's the one thing I am a little bit scared of bringing friends in. You yeah. know what I mean? Is because you know, even me and my buddy, we were doing the podcast for months, and still don't really know what happened. I have a, I have an idea. Um. That I probably know of some things, but I think it's the hard thing too about growing up as a military brat, right? Is that like I moved around a lot, so it's very easy for me to be like, "All right, cool, done." Yeah, you know, it's it's that is something that it, it doesn't not hard. No, but you know, the, it, it sounds like you've got just a lot of things going that I don't want to say you got you got a lot going for you because like no, you busted your ass for this. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. The whole crew does. It's it's uh, it's a fight every time. But sounds good, man. Appreciate it. All right, so this is this is the time. Yep. What do you got to plug? All right, so it's uh, the neighborhood LLC on Instagram at the neighborhood LLC on Instagram. The neighborhood is the website. Uh, I know that I'm sitting in Phoenix, Arizona right now. We're born <laughs> and raised Youngstown, Ohio. Saturday, October thirtieth, we're doing a Halloween party. We got. Uh, Grizzly, fantastic local rapper. Chanel Kazadi with a full band, another fantastic Youngstown rapper. Then we're going to... That full band is wild. That sounds dude. dope. That sounds sick. Oh, my God. A rapper with a full band That's is, the roots, man. Oh, That's the roots. So, so good. Then we're going to DJ Outro from 11, to 2, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Um, BYOB, so you don't got to cool. buy, buy our drinks if you don't want to. But if you do, it's all going to Inspiring Minds, which is a group that promotes artistic creativity in kids in Youngstown, Ohio. Um, It's all ages, technically. Just don't drink if you're not old enough to do so. Um, (laughs) Costumes encouraged. It's going to be a great time. Um, We do, you know, we do everything. We're on YouTube. You going to tell us what you're going as, or is that a secret for... I'm a bank robber. Uh, yes, I'm, uh, I love it. About the Dickies jumpsuit with the Doc, yeah. with the Doc Martens and the sunglasses inside. That's what I'm going as. I think the rest of the crew, uh, 
Most of them are going as a Scooby Doo gang. Which oh, is, that's cool. Which that's is cool. tight. Um, I wanted to go. I was telling my buddy, and he wouldn't listen to me, and I wish he would have. I wanted me and four other people to go as the Spice Girls, but that'd be tight. I didn't want to do the whole like the the, the crop tops or anything like that yeah. because what I was telling him, I was like, "Yo, you already wear tracksuits." Yeah. <laughs> like you already wear will wear like a jersey. Yeah. I'm already wearing black and camo. Like Dude. I already do that. Like let's just go because you're gonna have that one person who's like, "Hey man, are you guys the Spice Girls?" And yes. it's like, "Yes, yes." yes. <laughs> I wanted to be the Reservoir Dogs, but then everybody just realized that's just suits and sunglasses. <laughs> Plus, like I think from what I've heard, everybody's going as like Squid Game this year. I'm like, boo. Yeah, dude. If there's come a, on, I I I think we might just make a rule where if you're in Squid Game's outfit, you're not coming in. <laughs> Get back in the car. But all right, man. Sounds Fine. good. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And usually, so here's the thing. Usually, I would say, "Oh man, we gotta get." I'll get this out probably Tuesday, Thursday. I'll get out tomorrow. That way, we can get you know yeah, hopefully sure. drum up a little bit of promo. Appreciate you. You know, yeah, we'll share. Hey, that. if you're ever out in Phoenix, if you guys ever want to do anything out here, I got some people out here that yes, um, six by six would love to have you. Who else? Freshco. Um, there's a lot of guys here that that would absolutely love to put something on. That'd I'd be, love that. Hell of a drive, cool. but I'd love that. I think I have planes now. We'll be all right. Uh, yeah, let me <laughs> let me ship you a sound system. Yeah. <laughs> but yo, that will be it. Like I said, this is Brave and the Grown Up Kid. Y'all know where to follow me. I'll post all that later. Uh, have a good night, y'all, and peace.